the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, after seemingly endless weeks of cloudy skies, we're on a roll here in the city of Pittsburgh, western Pennsylvania. It's another sunny day, warm temperature-wise. Phil may have been wrong, but uh, all that adds up to a very, very nice stretch of weather. Kath, good to see you. Happy Wednesday to you. I didn't even wear a coat. Today, that's bold. I that's how good I felt about it. Well, you catch a cold. You could catch a you cold. You can't catch a cold that way. What walking out in the, in the when it's cold? No, you don't catch a cold by being cold or being out in the rain. I'm not so sure about that. I think someone in the, in the medical field told me that one <laughs> really? time. Really? I think so. So you walk around and it's cold. You're not going to really. you no. get sick. You can get. You're not going to get sick. Well, how, what would make you? I mean, you're sick if a virus hits you, right? I don't know. I'm not going to walk out in the cold weather. I don't want to get sick. If anyone has a medical background and would like to explain this to us, right. 800-320-8255. Can you get sick from being, like, not wearing a coat? Like, oh, you're going to get sick. I don't think that you don't think that can happen. All right. I'm going to go on to WebMD and find that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I feel good about not wearing it. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, I still have my uh, remote uh, car starter. So by the time I get out to the car, it's going to be warm. Wait, I, sometimes you forget to do that, don't you? Well, so one day I did, and then I hated myself. So every, <laughs> only one day I forgot this winter. Okay. I don't have that. I don't mind sitting in a cold car. I hate that. What? I hate sitting in really? a cold car. I hate it. I don't mind I hate it. I really, really, really hate Just it. Just sit there and kind of let it warm up for a few do minutes. Do you have heated seats? As a matter of fact, they do. Oh, so that might make a difference. Oh, well, they don't get like hot right away. It takes a few minutes for it to warm up. Do you have heated seats? Is the question. Yes, so there you go. Very nice. Yeah, I don't have heated seats. Oh, but you have a remote starter. Right. So I think between I mean, you and you know. I, we have like an actual car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, someone's calling Alexi and they're, oh, good. they're chiming in on, you know, medical advice. Okay, you know, that's what I, I want to hear that. A medical doctor. Anyway, do you want to do the news? Yeah, sure. Do you sure. want to, do you you want to wait? I mean, are we, here, are we hearing from a physician Slash back there? Slash is acting here right now. She's okay. in the talking right now. Oh, Lexi's deep in a medical mm. conversation. <laughs> right. Okay, well, how about I tell people what's going up on today's show? Okay, fine. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today, who wants to smell like a dead dinosaur? Apparently lots of people. We're going to talk about very strange fragrances that people are buying. That's a piece from today's Wall Street Mm -hmm. Journal. Uh, Also, we're going to welcome Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor back to the program, our good friend Karen. Uh, She's going to talk about people who harm others in churches. The wolf. Exactly. The sheep in wolf's clothing. Here's... For those of us who really are anxious for people who are outside the church to come to church, <laughs> it's also important for us to acknowledge that a lot of people have a lot of hurt from what's happened to them at churches. Without, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. So we're right? going to talk about that in the five o'clock hour. Yeah. Uh, also, the Church of England is considering gender neutral pronouns for God. Uh, so that's 
fraught yep. with a lot of opinion on both sides. Um, also, the mindful grandparent. Uh, mm -hmm. What is it going to be like to hold an intergenerational conversation? Very good. Okay, people who have like a completely different, they're growing up in a different world than you did. Uh, Marilyn How do you McIntyre. talk? What do you talk about? And uh, plus, uh, how many times can you wear jeans mm -hmm. before you wash them? Uh, yeah, you've sort of changed my thinking on that. Have I? We'll talk about that. Okay. All right. So uh, let's look at the uh, news today because okay. there's certainly an awful lot going on in this world. I'm ready. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, February 8th, 2023, mm -hmm. number one. A funeral mass for slain McKeesport police officer Sean Slagansky will take place at noon Tuesday at St. Albert the Great Church in Baldwin. Uh, visitation is noon to 8 Sunday and 2 to 9 Monday on Brownsville Road. You can find details of that online. Slagansky was only 32 years old. He was shot and killed Monday after police said he responded to a 911 call requesting a mental health check on uh, Wilson Avenue in McKees. Uh, another city police officer, Chuck Thomas, uh, also was shot in the incident but survived. Um, our best and our deepest sympathies go out to uh, his fiancée, Chelsea Cancilla, and uh, Haven, his child. And you can read the details about how to be a part of the visitation and to express your best to his family in today's trip. Amen. Amen. Number two, more than 12,000 are dead after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake uh, that happened in southeast Turkey and northwestern Syria on Monday. I mean, I cannot, and the numbers are continuing to climb. There have been, are you ready for this? Hmm. 600 aftershocks. Wow. Uh, ABC News reports that 70 countries and 14 international organizations have offered aid to Turkey, that American search and rescue teams start work today, and that overall, in both countries, 23 million people mm. have been affected. You see the before and after photos of the streets and then the piles of rubble. It's shocking. In a heartbeat. It's Unbelievable. Gone. Mm -hmm. Number three. President Biden took a victory lap last night, uh, according to CBS News, to celebrate Democrats' legislative accomplishments while still pledging to find common ground with Republicans. I think that's going to be kind of hard, <laughs> but whatever. That was his, his second State of the Union address, which happened last night. He spoke before a divided Congress for the first time since the GOP took control of the House. It was weird to see Nancy Pelosi not up there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, tearing up the speech. Right. And mm -hmm. Kevin McCarthy up there by the hair of his chinny chin chin. <laughs> Uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene in the back. Shouting liar, liar. And George Santos in the... Yeah. It's, it's so complicated. It's a soap opera. It's so complicated. Truly it, is. it took an hour and 12 minutes for Mr. Biden to speak. Um, he talked about finishing the job. Yep. Okay. Most of his speech was received politely. We did allude to Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, calling him out as a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president, while he was speaking, ran through a laundry list of policies and projects, including his two signature domestic breakthroughs last year's $1.2 trillion, yes, I say trillion, bipartisan infrastructure law and Inflation Reduction Act. And he also renewed his support for abortion rights. Mm -hmm. Number four, LeBron James last night set the record for most career points in NBA history, toppling Hall of Famer fellow L.A. Laker, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that is your top four at four. Nice. Did you see any of the game? 
I did not. Okay. Did you? I listened to bits of it on the radio. I did mm-hmm. not see it on TV. I thought TV. you might be watching the pit game. It was. I did watch the pit game mm-hmm. start to finish. Hail to pit. It hailed, hail to pit. Yeah. It was a massacre. And they played great. Here's the thing. Last night, uh, Pitt played Louisville, in case you weren't watching it. That's a game that they could have dropped, even though Louisville is not nearly as good as they are. In the past, you know, like Pitt football, for goodness sake, you lose to a team you should never lose to. Right. But last night, they did. Oh, they decimated Louisville. They brought it, and it was awesome. And what's happened to Louisville? I mean, they were once a powerhouse. They're bad. Right? They're bad. Pitt Pitt looks real, doesn't it? I know. It's it super, like a, and it's a super fun team. They're yeah. super scrappy. They're fun to hear talk. They're great to watch play. March Madness birds. They have identical twins. I mean, mm, what could yeah. be better? But in March Madness, coming up here. I right? hope so. I think unless so. They, um, yeah, unless there's some kind of collapse. I mean, they're saying, you know, the final, is there 10 games left, nine games left in Something the season? Something like that. That they have a chance of winning them all. It could happen. <laughs> Florida State's up next, and they beat us. They're not ranked, are they? A couple they? weeks ago. No. Yeah. They're not even close. No, no, right, right. But you run off 10 straight wins and you get a chance. Did you see um, after uh, LeBron set the record last night that uh, Kareem came out on the court with him? Oh, that's super him? cool. It was really it. great. I don't watch NBA at all. Do I you? don't either. No, it's not really. No. But listen to this. When Kareem set the record uh, in the spring of 1984 and passed Will Chamberlain, uh, LeBron wasn't even born. <laughs> Yeah, that's a long, long time ago, isn't so it? So Kareem had the record for 39 years. Wow. And Will Chamberlain only had it for 11. Hmm. How old is LeBron? Mm, 30, 39, no, 38? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Something ballpark, like yeah. that. I'll look it up. Super cool. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about clothes. Mm-hmm. It's an odd subject for the right. How many home. times can you wear your jeans without washing them? Mm. What about your T-shirts or your workwear? Talk about that next. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. Book now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Cornerstone Television. If you have certain chronic conditions such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Hey folks, listen, you have got to check out Up Faith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. Enjoy some of the best movies, inspiring series, quality dramas, comedies, documentaries, and exclusive events. And it's all ad-free. 
With UpFaith and Family, you can stream uplifting family-friendly shows anytime, anywhere on your favorite device for only $5.99 a month. Visit UpFaithandFamily.com slash Salem and start your 14-day free trial today. Good Housekeeping just released its list of 65 New Year's resolutions to make you a better and happier you. They're good things, but no surprise. Not one of them includes worship. Why not resolve to get to know the Creator, the one who knows you inside and out? This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. Join us Sundays at 1045. This year, resolve to come back to church. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families, accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit RaymaChristianSchool.org. So how often can you wear a pair of jeans or a t-shirt or a pair of socks? Do you wonder about that? I mean, do you have a hard and fast rule that you follow? Yes. You do? I mean, I don't have a hard and fast rule except that I rare... See, now I feel badly saying this. Don't, don't, don't. I rarely wash my clothes after wearing them one time. Unless I spill something on my mm-hmm, clothes, mm-hmm. which, yeah, believe me, happens. I don't wash my clothes every time, except after I wear them, except for socks and underwear. Socks which I, and undies. Which I one always, and done. One and done. Me never, too. never any, there, there's no extension. No, dis- no debate, no Nothing. discussion. Uh-uh. But a pair of jeans, a t-shirt, a sweater, whatever, right? Jacket. Right. Now, I would imagine, this is just a conjecture, that here in America, we are overly sensitive to cleanliness because we can't which i yes that's true right we have access to water right water and detergent and i think probably we wash things way way too many times right that could be i'm very grateful that i I love cleanliness so i i really think that's a great thing okay so a pair of jeans let's go let's go to the basics a pair of jeans your favorite pair of jeans Mm -hmm. you wash them they come out you put them on one day and then how many other days could you wear them? Okay, I would say, for me... Okay, yes. Thank you. See, you're being vulnerable. First. I am being... And I'm not saying I'm out doing yard work. Right, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm wearing them yeah. to work or, and you know... And taking them off when you get home. The weekend, yeah, right? Six times. Me too. Hey, what? I was going to say six. Really? I was literally going to say six. And I feel fine about it. I feel good about Unless, it. you know, you're a hot, sweaty mess or something. Or They're, you spill something right. on them. You okay. lean up against your gross car at this time of year, which yeah. is covered with crap. Right. Then you're you're washing your jeans. Six times that makes sense to me. Me too. Right. Um, okay, let's go a little more closer. Okay. I'm wearing a oh. white sleeve T-shirt. Yeah. White long sleeve T-shirt. Is that right against your skin? It is. That's washed every time. Every time. I think so. Okay. Here's my rule. Tell me. I'm wearing it once to work. But if it's the weekend... Oh, you might wear it to church on Sunday. Saturday. Oh, I'm yeah. hanging out. I think it's okay. If I'm hanging out, you know, with, you know, my wife and kids or my buddy or something like that, eh, I mean, I could wear I could wear a long sleeve t-shirt, especially in the wintertime. 
a few times. I think, I, that's, and feel, I think it's fine. And not have a big deal about it. But maybe not two days in a row if you're going to work. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And I guess it's, you know, it may vary. If you're a sweaty person. Yeah. Right? Some people are excessive sweaters. So you'd be a little more careful about mm-hmm. that. I mean, how about teaching your kids about this? Right? Your kids' hygiene. My, my kids, you know, we have boys, you have girls. Mm-hmm. Totally different conversation. For I mean, sure. One of my kids, he would wear the same thing, you know, un- until Jesus came <laughs> and would be fine with it. Yeah. And and I'd say, honey, you're kind of stinky. Mm-hmm. He was like 15 or so. Maybe you're a little stinky. I can't smell that, Dad. No, I can. <laughs> I can. The room can. Right. Right. So there's no hard and fast rule, I guess is what there's I'm saying. There's no hard and fast rule. What do the authorities... Those who are in power and perhaps have knowledge recommend. Right. Okay. So I'm reading a piece here from uh, today's uh, Washington Post. And uh, they're pretty much follow. I feel good about this because they're following along, you know, with the gene thing. Are right? they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They're saying, you know, if you're not, you know, the overly sweaty, overly, you know, out outside blue collar, you know, doing lawn work or, you know, climbing telephone poles or whatnot, Seven days, six to seven days is fine by that, right? Okay. Now, let me say something that maybe a parenthetical thing that should be mentioned is that I don't like to wear the clothes that I wore to work at home. Yeah. I like to come home and get out of my work clothes. Me too. This is sort of a psychological signaling to yourself. And maybe to me, I feel like I'm leaving the outside germs or whatever where they are i don't know what that is <laughs> no. but i really i so i i might not i wouldn't go six times wearing a pair of jeans if i also wore them at home yeah okay I guess do you know that. what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah, if yeah, i yeah. wore them at work and then also wore them at home i'd have to call it off okay so this is an interesting quote here from the uh, from today's article uh quote our beliefs about clothing and hygiene are largely societal and cultural says dr anthony rossi a dermatologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Center in New York City. People tend to overwash and over-hygiene, them, over-hygiene themselves because, especially in America, we have a luxury of being able to do that all the, that stuff all the time. Rewearing the same clothes, particularly on consecutive days, is linked to avoiding decision fatigue. Mm. Hence, wearing the same clothes involves less decisions to make and less stress every morning says Manhal Mohammed, yeah. senior lecturer of medical microbiology at the University of Westminster in London. Not knowing when to wash your clothes can have consequences on both ends. Washing them too seldom could lead to skin problems or infections. Yee. Yee. And washing them too often could harm your clothing. The latter can result also in unnecessary laundry and use of resources. Right. Okay. So now you're reading there from CNN, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, bacteria from sweat, they're talking about that. Uh, heat, of course, is going to make bacteria grow. Um, so, now, this might not be the case in the summer. Mm-hmm. Also, let's say that. Oh, yeah. You're sweat in our house? Yeah. Right? We don't have air conditioning, John nor I. No. Clothes you can rewear. For pajamas, outerwear, jeans, and other clothes, how many times you can wear them without washing is based on the same principles for undergarments or activewear. As far as your pants and your shirts, I think it's at all level a comfort of how much you're perspiring throughout the day. A lot of people wear undershirts. The undershirts mm-hmm. would be something to wash, whereas your top shirt, you really don't need to wash. Right. Right, this thing? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, right. easily four four times. Sure. Feel good about it. As yeah. long as I'm not like, you know, oh, there's some salsa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in this article, they're talking about if you don't wear underwear. Hold on. I can't go with you there. I mean. I can't. I just can't. I guess some people don't. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that that's. Then you should wash your stuff every I day. Can't. Who, who can live commando? <laughs> who people can? People do. I don't know. People do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody were to tell me that they were wearing their jeans for months on end and I'm washing them and they hadn't had any problems with their skin or problems with odor, I wouldn't see any problem at all, so says the doctor. The most important question you should ask yourself when considering whether to wear something is, uh, does it smell? Do I have skin conditions? Is it visibly dirty? I feel like if you have skin conditions, it's the whole thing's gotten out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's wash before that mm-hmm. happens. Yep. The main point of the, uh, The main point is there may be variables. Okay. So I think it's depending upon you. Right. Right. As long as you're not a little stinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexi, do you have any feelings about this? Do you? If I could wear the same pair of jeans every day, I probably would. Because Correct. you said you said it perfectly, um, decision fatigue in the morning. Mm-hmm. When I'm exhausted, I'm like, man, I wish I could just throw on the same pair of jeans right. every day and mm-hmm. it'd be socially acceptable. Right. Right. Okay. So what about like, you know, in your, in your bedroom, like... Um, do you have, like, you know, you put, you put things away in your dresser, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is also a lesson for your kids, right? Right. Now there are other things like, you know, like this blue shirt. This is kind of like, I wear this shirt a lot. Okay. (laughs) It's my standard, you know, Mm -hmm. like my work uniform. Sure. Just hangs up on a hook. Mm. Do you feel the need to hang things? I don't want things like, you know, over, over furniture and stuff like that. I am really bad at that. You have stuff hanging around? I have a around? rocking chair in my bedroom, mm-hmm. and it's got... Multiple clothes. layers? It's Multiple got, layers. It does, and I'm sorry, because I feel badly about it. Like, thinking about, about it now, I don't like myself. Do you apologize really. to your husband about yes. it? Yes. And does he care? Yes. He I does? Think, I think he oh, does he care. Does. He thinks less of you? Yeah. I said something <laughs> like, uh, he he was looking for something, and I said, oh, it's up, it's upstairs in our room next to the rocking chair. He said... There's a rocking chair in our room. Oh, that burn. Well, there's a burn. Yeah, that hurt Ouch. how he said that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said one time to my kids, listen, that pile on the floor, that's not good. My kid says, I know what is exactly in that pile, and I know what's in the pile next to it. That's I mean, still not good. That's not good. Here's my problem. Piles aren't can good. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Is that our bedroom is not a particularly nice room. Like, we, we've never done anything to it. Yeah. Okay, so it's not painted or not, it's just not it's what not mean, well it's designed covered in burlap no but it's just not it's a it, it's not a great room yeah so i i don't have quite enough room for my things in it <laughs> mm-hmm. and i also don't want to buy something to put my clothes in because but, i feel like well one of these days i'm going to do something with this room and so it just goes on for year after year you mean like you would buy like an armoire or, or i buy like, like a dresser or something you don't have a dresser you have a dresser I have, I have a dresser but it's small Mm-hmm. So would I buy a dresser? I mean, I, no, I'm not buying a dresser because I don't know what I'm doing in that room yet, and it just goes on and on. I mean, you've been in the house for a while. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the right approach. It is difficult because trying to be honest about. I mean, I, I, I can't. Like my mom, she never had stuff like that. Yeah, I really should. I mean, how do people? I shouldn't look when you look at like it. You know, like our house, my house is old. The cupboard. The, oh, it's so small. The closet. So small. Is about. Nine inches deep and about 24 inches wide. Right. So people like in the olden days had like six things that they wore. I know. Right? So what you're saying is I have too many things. 
Well, here's the thing. You you and I both do this, that when the seasons change, we always, you know, yes. mm-hmm. right? Now, when I look at that and I think, I didn't wear this, I didn't wear this, I didn't wear this. I mean, there are multiple things in my dresser drawer or in my closet that I go, I'm not okay, wearing this. I let, like the look of it, okay, but I'm not wearing it. All right, it. but let me be honest about this. We're in the post-COVID era. Yeah. We, you and I, dressed up a lot more for work things before COVID. We sure did. Then we do Like I used to wear a tie. Yeah. So I have a whole slew of clothes in my closet mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the pre-COVID time. And I'm not sure if we're going back to that. We're not going back so, to that. So what do I get rid of all that stuff? I am. Are you really? Mm-hmm. You're getting rid of all that. Mm-hmm. All your good clothes. All your I'm not really... all my good clothes. I've got a few pieces that I go. You're going to get rid of all the other ones. Like dress shirts and really? stuff like that. Ties. I hope the less t- I have you to wear. You are going to get rid of all your ties. I'll keep a handful of ties that I have a, a connection to that I I admire that. I mean I just tired of it. I'm just tired I know, of it. but it took me a long time to get okay. How much are you gonna wear it again? Uh, well I don't know. That's why I'm keeping it. But it's it's in the back row. The boy back row. But then for me it's like I'm doing this again. Oh the here the here comes the spring or the you know, the warm season clothes and then I I don't need those anymore. Here come the you know, the winter clothes. of them. Okay, maybe 80%. You don't need any more. Pass it along. All right. I always worry about dying. And then my kids are like stuck. through all that. Like, they're just going to back it up to a dumpster. Yeah. And not feel bad about it. They're going to be like, well, I can't. This is ridiculous. Do you have any parents? Your parents close? I saw my dad's clothes. I saw some of my dad's yeah, clothes. Yeah, and some, and some of my kids kept some of my mom's sweatshirts. Yeah, I just do. Yeah. You know, sometimes I still yeah, smell them. Yeah, smell go, them. Yep. That's dead. Yeah, yep. yeah. I know. <laughs> so, you know, yep. they might uh, have a sweatshirt ears. All right, we're going to step away. Um, how can he represent us if he hides from us? That's what people of New York are saying about George Santos, who refuses to meet his constituents. We'll mm. talk about that. Is that the right thing? Is that the correct approach? Is that even legal? Yeah, I guess. We're going to come talk about it next. Word FM listeners, in this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how one stone, the cash out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home is skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind. And the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands. Thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. 
One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price, 412-646-6262, or go to southpointtelecom.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh, and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Underground coal has been mined in Pennsylvania for more than 200 years. Over 1 million homes in Pennsylvania sit on top of abandoned mines. These mines can collapse, causing damage to your home. Most homeowners' policies do not cover damage caused by mine subsidence or water breakouts. Damage often exceeds $100,000. DEP makes protecting your home easy and affordable. Don't take any chances. Visit dep.pa.gov MSI or call 1-800-922-1678 today. Wind advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through early Friday morning. For tonight, considerable cloudiness, a bit of rain late, low 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, winds gusting past 40 miles per hour. We'll see periods of rain in the morning, followed by a shower in spots of the afternoon. Winds will be locally damaging. Expect a high of 63. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, winds gradually subsiding, low 39. Mostly cloudy Friday, high 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Okay, I did not watch the State of the Union address last night. I didn't either. I uh, I generally do, quite honestly. But the level of bad theater in our nation's capital has reached such a hysterical level where everyone is vying for attention. Mm -hmm. It's just a crazy town show. It's just distasteful. It really is. It is, yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just skip it and then look at Twitter or read the paper, that, which I felt, and I still do, is the prudent thing to do. Because what you read is not so good. I mean... So watching it could be worse. I mean, I don't care if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican. The state of Washington, D.C., and those who we elect to represent us, represent us, it's abysmal. It's horrific. I mean, seriously, this is the best. These people, this ruling class, they make big money, and it's all about ego and pride. And how many of these people come into office, like you and I, regular people, and leave in short order with millions of dollars in the bank? The ruling class is so corrupt. At the peak of that is George Santos. Yesterday, constituents of George Santos took a bus trip from New York, from Long Island, to protest in front of the Capitol, and then they made their way in front of his office to call on Congress to expel the freshman Republican. Now, the reason they're calling on Congress to expel the freshman freshman Republican is because he manufactured out of whole cloth his a, life, his life, and a ton of elements about his professional career and background and qualifications for office. Yep. So it seems as if he committed, in my mind at least, John. I don't know how you feel about it. It's fraud. It is fraud. That he, he, he basically stole from his constituents because they voted for him under false pretenses. Because he said 
this was who he was, which, of course, he's not. So they have every right. Could you imagine? So now, you know, stripped of his committee assignments, he's going to sit on his hands, it looks like, for two years. Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the wherewithal, the chutzpah, to really take deeper well, he action. he had to give up so much of his power base to become House Speaker. So he had to make so many concessions. Right. But Kevin McCarthy essentially is protecting himself because, you know, if you lose George Santos' vote, right. that you know, that seat flip-flops from Republican to Democrat, that's one less than a razor-thin majority mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. So the good news is, and I do believe this is good news, is this is good news, is that George Santos is under investigation for multiple indiscretions. Mm-hmm. Chief among them are, are campaign fraud. Right. I mean, this money that he's sitting on came from whom? Who are the people behind George Santos that put him in power? Right. That's that's, that's the one big of the question. Questions. Yeah. So his constituents. This is a very wealthy uh, area that he's from. This Long Island is, you know, it's Tony, and so they all took a bus trip down. I think there were like 150, 200 people who took these bus trips. And nothing. He hid in his office. He refused to come out and face the crowd. His constituents who voted for him, who he has pledged to represent, Mm -hmm. they wanted to have a word. Right. It's, I mean, I don't know what else he can do at this point because he's already lied to them. Right. So. You don't make things any better. Yeah, he's not going to make things any better. And I understand Kevin McCarthy's in a really difficult position uh, because of how tight the numbers are. At the same time, the longer he, he protects him, the worse he looks. So we'll see what happens there next. One hundred one point five WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chapel. The reason that we have a prophecy so that when we can't forget our errors of what we have done or has been done to us, that we will remember there is a God who when we can't let go of it, when other people can't let go of it, we have a God who won't let go of us. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 940 6161. That's 1 800 940 6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1 800 940 6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow 
you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. If you're fortunate to be a grandparent, how do you cultivate strong, meaningful relationships with those kids that you love? Marilyn McIntyre is back with us. She's been a guest of our show over the years. She, along with a co-author, have written a new book called The Mindful Grandparent. Marilyn has written multiple books that we love. We'll talk about that as this conversation goes on. But Marilyn, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So Marilyn, are you a grandparent? I am a grandparent. Of how many? Nine times over. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Wow. That's terrific. Yeah. Now talk about the first time you became a grandparent and did you, are you the kind of person that has hopes and dreams? Are you the kind of person that makes lists? I know you like lists. Um, <laughs> I am the kind of person who makes lists. Okay. Yes. So, so how did, how did that experience in life or that transition in life, uh, how did you manage that? It was thrilling. Um, I was, I was pretty young when I had my kids. So I think when my daughter said, hey, mom, you're going to be a grandma. <laughs> the first feeling I had was, I'm not old enough for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the second was completely thrilled. I mean, the amazement of uh, new life coming and being able to be part of that lineage where people come onto the planet. Mm. You know, God gives us that. It's just a wonderful way of participating in creation and it's thrilling every time it happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, the adage of our grandparents is love the kids when they're here, but the best thing that they can go home and I've got my life back. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot well, of truth to that. that. Yeah. I mean, I think that certainly as we age, I think energy moves in different directions, if not diminishing. And I think that it's appropriate that people, there's a, there's an age during which people bear children, but then, Grandparenting gives you a chance to step back and take a wider look at the course of your children's lives mm-hmm. as they move into parenting. And um, there's a kind of benevolence that comes with it, just thankfulness and, and reflection that you might not have time for in the same way as a young parent. That's good. Mm, talk about that. I, I remember when my kids were little, I... I think the way you've said it is accurate. I just didn't have time. It's not that I didn't care mm-hmm. to sit there and ruminate on the beauty of having children, but mm-hmm. they wore me Too out. Busy. They wore me right. out. Right. And so I think that joke about getting to send them home has some truth in it in the sense that um, that that endless responsibility for small children is very wearing. Right. But 
from the perspective of a grandparent, it is such a privilege to come back into a small child's life and get not really a do-over, but a chance to do it in a new way, hmm. to, um, you know, offer a lap, to have time when their parents don't, to, to recognize that you give them really a historical perspective, not to put it too, <laughs> too dauntingly, that their parents can't. You can tell them stories that will come to them in a very different way than they can to your children. Yeah. I mean, you know, both Kath and I, we are not grandparents yet. We hope to someday at some point. Both of our, uh, Kath has two daughters, I have two sons. But, you know, the grandparent in some ways, you're sort of like the extra cushion. You're the safe landing spot because for the most part, I mean, grandparents generally, and just my own perspective of how I looked at my grandparents, they can do no wrong. They are love and extra love. Yeah, right. You don't. You are free of the sort of family dynamics that, even in the most functional, happy, intact families, the tensions of growing up are there. People live with each other, and they get in each other's way, and they bump around, and they have to work things out. And so, if you're slightly outside of that, then you can come in with. My husband loves this phrase from a, a rabbi that he read, of being a non-anxious presence. Hmm. It's a wonderful image of what you can bring into a child's life is in an anxious presence. That's really good. At a very anxious time. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you can offer conversations that will, for some children, be something of a refuge from the kinds of tug-of-wars that they might be getting into with parents. So it's not that you mediate, mm-hmm. but you offer an alternative now and then. A safe space. The new book comes out in May. It's called The Mindful Grandparent, The Art of Loving Our Children's Children. We're talking to author Marilyn McIntyre. She co-wrote this book with Shirley Showalter. So nine... Yeah, yeah you're good, Marilyn. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say the book is already out. The oh, publication date was last May. Last yeah, okay, May. Okay, good. Great. So yeah. nine grandchildren, are they yes. generally close enough that you see most of them on a regular basis? We see six of them on a fairly regular basis and they they range in age too so they go from two to 21 wow wow (laughs) so um so we've been doing this a long time the book they the publisher asked us to write it for people who are coming to grandparenting the first time Mm -hmm. so for me it really was a lovely occasion to remember as you just asked me to what was it like the first time yeah and you hold that baby and it's a whole new astonishment very different from holding your own yeah and and i also think i think so often of marion wright edelman who wrote so beautifully about caring for all children i heard her speak at a graduation and her whole life work was going in the direction of we are the village and in the faith communities and in the living communities that we inhabit um as elders we get to be the grandparenting presence for lots of kids. Hmm. I really appreciate how many indigenous cultures have words that are equivalent to grandmother and grandfather for all elders, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. grandparents' age. Yeah. My, um, my, my mother's youngest sister died 
the day before Christmas. And she mm-hmm. was the last of that generation. To me, she was very much a grandmother to me because, Marilyn, yeah. I'm one of seven kids. Um, my mother didn't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of time to be, you know, that that presence. And so I yeah. always held, her name was Patsy. I always held Patsy in the highest esteem because she, mm-hmm. more than anyone, introduced me to the wonder of reading and books. And oh. What a gift. Oh, a great gift. I mean, I loved her forever for that. And I often told her about that. You know, anything that uh, Mm -hmm. the good that comes from me comes from you because of what you introduced me to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I reflect back on her and those gifts that, you know, she gave me. And I think that's the power of a good grandparent is that they Mm -hmm. show you things that your parents would like to show you, perhaps, but they just don't have the time. Right. That's right. And so in a way, you can fill in the gaps around the edges. You can offer something that they just are not going to get at home because you can't do it all in one household. Mm-hmm. But I also think about the how many elders were in my church, for instance, growing up, and how much they meant to me. You know, by, by the time I was an adult, I realized what a gift it had been to have these people, these older people, as people with long memories. And people with a kind of clarity and kindness that came uh, from a, enough generational distance to be kind of mysterious to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting that um, that that's interest interesting to me that that idea is interesting to you because a lot of uh, Western culture, and this is a critique that, of course, we've all heard, is that we don't value our elders. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot in a lot of Eastern cultures they do, and so they yes. do find older people interesting. Where in the West we're kind of like, uh, you know, you've had your time. Well, I have something to say about that, which is we don't need to participate in that dismissiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one of the ways to be an invigorating and uh, invigorating grandparent and enjoy later life is to not accept the notion that we are obsolete or mm-hmm. irrelevant. And I see a lot of people my age and older sort of um, relinquishing a certain kind of uh, power, for lack of a better word, when they sort of say, oh, well, you kids know about all the technology and so Mm, on. Yes. Well, they do. Right. I need the kids' help with the iPhone now and then or whatever else I'm using. But I know things they don't, too. And I think to keep it in a place of lively exchange and to offer them things that stretch them a little bit is to also say, we are here for you. You are here for us. Intergenerational contact benefits everybody. And to really keep that message out front. Hmm. I don't so want to give it away. And I, I think that we have a very youth-oriented culture, and I'm not sure that that serves young people very well. Right. So when you look at your grandparenting style your life as a grandparent in mm-hmm. some ways is it a a do-over an opportunity to make amends for perhaps the you know the the things that you didn't get right as a parent do you think I like that I think that's a piece of it I think most of us you know when I hear people say no regrets when they die I think well oh yeah of course yeah and so we can't do it over with our kids. We can have those conversations with our kids. I wish I'd done this. I'm sorry I did that. I hope you got what you got and are able to let go of the rest. But 
I think with you get a new chance. It's not the same chance, but you really do get a chance to look at a young life and say, how can I help in the process of nurturing this child? And each one of them is so different. Of course, we know that. But it's just astonishing how when each child comes along, even as infants, they're so different from each other. So each one is a chance to enter into a new story in a new way. And in that sense, too, I think it keeps our imaginations alive. I love it. The book is called The Mindful Grandparent. Uh, it's written by Marilyn McIntyre and Shirley Showalter. It came out in May of last year, so it's available wherever you buy your books. Marilyn, uh, again, it sounds like such wonderful work from you. We're grateful that you join us on a regular basis on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Our great pleasure. Truly, it is. It's unusual. I, to be honest, I, 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 there's probably not I'm a not, lot of literature written about right? grandparents. Yeah, and, and I have not thought about it. No, well, because you're not a grandparent yet. Too young. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. Our journey together will end in Venice, once home to some of the brightest Christian writers and theologians of history. Venice was the backdrop for faith-shaping ideas and serious conversations around the scriptures. It's the perfect place for us to celebrate all that God has done and to rejoice in the new friends that we've made during our incredible Mediterranean cruise. Join Alistair Begg for a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field, and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu graduate to learn more. Bachman's Roof 
Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Uh, this is a, a survey from uh, an organization called WAG, which is a platform offering uh, pet walking, training, and yada, yada. But uh, So a recent survey done last month conducted uh, between 1,000 and 1,500 United States adults between the ages of 18 and 60 found, uh, 65 found that at least one, uh, who had one, at least one dog, found that 49% of baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964 view their pets as their children. Wow. Okay. While 34% of Gen Z respondents born between 1997 to 2012 actually think more of them as best friends. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Today's pets are increasingly living the high life akin to humans themselves than the four-legged animals of yesteryear. From organic diets to premium grooming, pet parents, pet moms, pet grandmas, right? You see those mm-hmm. those bumper stickers. Research has also found that uh, baby boomers maintain a more traditional view of a pet's place in the home, sticking to a philosophy that centers around affordability and discipline. However, 71% of aforementioned boomers said that they allow pets to sleep in their bed. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. You don't let your really none of your none of your pets sleep in your bed. No, no. Lexi, my cat always sleeps with me. Really? She sleeps with me the whole night. The whole night. Yep. Mm-hmm. My cat Gus sleeps on me really the entire night. I mean, he and I. It, it's like we. He melds really? his no. furry body into whatever side I'm on. They I try think. it. No, no, I shoot them off. Really? I don't want that. Really? No. That surprises no, me. No, It's very, I find Mm-mm. it very soothing. No, I do not. I love it. It's an intrusion. I do not like that. Oh, no. Just I go. Like it. You know? I've never had a dog. And so it might be, I don't know, maybe dogs are stinkier, you know, than cats. But Dirtier. Okay. But cats smell very good. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel very, they smell very fresh. And so when he gets all, I, 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 I yeah, like no. it very much. Mm-mm. That's just kind of a sacred space. What about if you're laying down on the sofa? Okay. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. But not in bed. Not for that extended time. Okay, let me go back to this. When it comes to food, 53% of the respondents said their pet has at least one dietary restriction. <laughs> Get out of here. Lexi's d- cat has a dietary really? restriction. Yeah, she's allergic to poultry. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I have to get the really expensive fish Get out of here. I wish I was kidding. We, When we were growing up, we would feed our dog table scraps. And that was it? There were no dietary restrictions. He ate what we ate. Mm-hmm. My mother would go, I am not buying dog food. I mean, that was just like, she didn't even go there. All right. I mean, now you yeah. see like expensive dog food right. or dog cat food. Yeah. Lex, what are you spending on cat food? I mean, that, like premium, that's going to break your budget. Yeah, I get a big bag of cat food for forty dollars, okay. and then I, I get canned wet food because she eats wet food every day. Because cats, fun fact, wet food or food is how they get eighty percent of the water in their intake in right. their diet. Okay. So it's really important for them to have water in their food. So 
I feed wet food to her as well, along with like moistened kibble, which is mm-hmm. gross to say, but sure. So I spend probably about like eighty to one hundred dollars on cat food per um, month. Probably per month. Okay. Okay. So back to the survey then. Do you view Kath and Lexi? Do you view your pets as your friend or your child? Lex, do you want to go first? Yeah. She's my baby. <laughs> oh, she's your baby. She's my little baby so she's, girl. Uh-huh. But that's because you don't have a baby girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't have children. So right. When you do, yeah. they'll go down a run. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kath? here's the thing. I love animals. Yeah. I, 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 My life is so enriched by animals, but they're not children. Mm-hmm. I do not look at my pets as my kids. Your buddy? Yeah, they're my pals. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they're my, yeah. Absolutely. But there's something wrong when you're substituting relationships that you should have with humans with animals. I mean, I find, here's what I find. I'm talking to my kids. Hey, you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then a cat walks in. I go, who's a little sweetie pie? Yeah. Who's my <laughs> little baby? Little I mean, it's like, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Come on, you guys. Who's my little sweetie pie? Like, what the heck is going on with you, you crazy thing? Anyway. It's appropriate, though, John. Our pets. I like it. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Republicans disputing claims by President Biden in his State of the Union address that he's strong on defense. The president says he sent a message by shooting down that Chinese spy balloon last week. China threatens our sovereignty. We will act to protect our country, and we did. But in the GOP response, it was Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. President Biden's weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. And she insists whether the threat comes from near or far away. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. The situation Sanders described as dangerous and unacceptable. Bob Agner reporting. SR News joining forces with international nonprofit relief agency Food for the Poor to rush emergency relief, food and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More information available at srnnews.com. This is SRN News. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. We're entering a time of hostility against the faithful, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral, physical, and even financial basis, unlike any other time in your life. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that you are the one that has to take action to protect and steward the gifts that God has given you. For example, with record high inflation eating away at the dollar, many people's savings in retirement is going to start to evaporate. Fortunately, God always provides a way to fight back. 
To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word DIVINE, D-I-V-I-N-E, to 989898 to get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text DIVINE to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Halgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Wind advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through early Friday morning. For tonight, considerable cloudiness, a bit of rain late, low 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, winds gusting past 40 miles per hour. We'll see periods of rain in the morning, followed by a shower in spots of the afternoon. Winds will be locally damaging. Expect a high of 63. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, winds gradually subsiding, low 39. Mostly cloudy Friday, high 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I went to uh, get a haircut to get today. Mm-hmm. Looks good, John. And, thank you. and I said to the guy, yep, yep, I'm ready for a haircut. He says to me, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, was, I said, no, Mike, I, I know I don't have a whole lot of hair, but, you know, that's why I'm here. You don't have to try to talk me out of a haircut, my friend. You sure? You're supposed to be grateful that I, mean, I arrived. It's like, you give me like an eye, like, what are you doing here? You don't really need it. One time I was in a barber chair and somebody heckled me. Yeah. Why? Because they knew you from the show? No. Oh. Because he was like, the guy was like, what do you got that guy in the chair for? He doesn't have any hair. Oh, that's mean. Like, like, give me a hard time. And my barber stood up for me. I think you have a lot of hair. I don't think so. I mean, look, I, I mean, I'm married you, to someone who has none hair. Right. No hair. But my barber was like, yeah, just leave the guy alone. Get out of here. And there's like a little heckling going on. Uh, what the heck? It's a rough place, that barbershop. It is a rough place. What the heck? It is a rough place. Uh, speaking of rough, uh, I saw this uh, today's uh, Washington Post. This is breaking news. The Church of England. No, is this Washington Post? Uh, RN, it might be RNS. Uh, no, it's, it's actually both. Oh, it's both. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Uh, the Church of England is exploring whether to use gender-neutral language Instead of referring to God solely with masculine pronouns, Mm -hmm. such as he or our father, which, of course, is a major change because we've been praying to our father for millennia. The church is launching something uh, called um, a gendered language study this spring, following a years long effort to study the ways in which God is referred to and addressed in liturgy and worship. Quote, Christians have recognized 
since ancient times that God is neither male nor female, the Church of England said. Yet, the variety of ways of addressing and describing God found in Scripture has not always been reflected in our worship. The church and theologians say this is nothing new and is part of a broader push to adopt the language it uses to con- in contemporary times. Any decision to change the language used or referred to or address God would also need the approval of the church's legislative body. What do you think? Um, I think that it is important to say exactly what they already said, yeah, which is God, is, neither male God or is not a man and God is not a woman, neither male nor female. Yes. However... What did um, Jesus say? Jesus said... When you pray... Say, our Father. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Jesus talked about my Father. Right. So, therefore, that's a settled that's a settled thing for I me. I think so, too. It's, it's a settled thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I would encourage anyone who's interested in the subject to check out a book by A.J. Swoboda mm. called A Glorious Dark. Um, he talks about this issue in there in a really sensitive way. Good. Um, AJ, yeah, don't want to make light of it. Yeah. AJ has a lot of, well, as all of us, has a lot of issues from his past. And uh, so this was something that he was very eager to think through. Mm-hmm. And he has. And he really talks about it in a, in a wonderful way. Um, so it's called A Glorious Dark by A.J. Swoboda. But one of the things he says in the book, um, and this is just a, a very little bit, um, is that he be- he believes that one of the reasons that uh, he thinks that it's important to call uh, God Father is that so, and the reason why Jesus reinforced that is because he knew how much of the world was going to be fatherless mm-hmm. and how important it was for humankind to recognize a perfect, good, faithful father hmm. uh, when it's something that they perhaps would not have known in their own lives. The epitome of a good father. Yes. Now, God is also likened to a mother in the scripture. I mean, you know, uh, so it's not like he is, as we said, masculine. But uh, Jesus gave us, I think, pretty clear direction that he's our father. Right. And as AJ thought, there's probably a good reason for that. So this is probably, of course, <clears throat> just a reaction to the age that we live in, right? Oh, of course. That everything is under yes, review. That, everything's you know, under review. We have all, you know, been, been instructed <laughs> whether you, you know, do this or not, your preferred pronouns, mm-hmm. right? It's just the age that we live in. And mm-hmm. it seems a little reactionary on the Church of England's part to go, hold on, we're going we're gonna to take a look at this, right? Yeah, no kidding. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure, you know, we talked about this a little earlier during the, uh, about, um, we talked about this a while back about your Bible, right? Um, I'm sure you can buy um, gender-free Bibles. I'm sure you can. Right? I mean, because Bibles come in every uh, color and shape and form and content. You know I love all those varieties. Right. You know, yeah. My green Bible, right? I Get mean, out of here. Your green Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. For, so for years... We uh, have gotten, you know, we get all sorts of books yeah. um, and from publishers and such, and we've gotten a ton of Bibles. And I, I just, I, I really dislike special interest Bibles. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's just, it's you like know, identity politics Bible. It's the publishing houses trying to, you know, cater to which, know, okay, small group of people. Which, how sad is that, that we're buying a Bible, like part of the, buy, the Bible buying process is we're going to cater to. I mean, like this is the word of God. Like we're, it's right. it's sad that we're trying to figure out what which one of them 
can I accept? Yeah, but you know, you would imagine for publishers, Bible publication is a bonanza. Yes. Yeah. Because there's, you know, I mean, you know, of course, there are study Bibles that require you engage with biblical scholars and whatnot, but there's no royalties to be paid to anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you wanted to tithe your royalties. Right. Uh, The whole thing about God, the gender of God, it's it's a tempest in a teapot. It is. God doesn't care. Look, when when we see him as he is, that's going to be the furthest thing from our mind. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be the furthest thing from our mind. When you see God for the first time. I mean, uh, you can't you can't. It's one of those things that you really if you spend a whole lot of time trying to envision that the uh, uh, I wonder, do you think you'll have emotion? Yes. Yes. The emotion that will wash over you. Yes. Did people have emotion when they saw Jesus in resurrected form? The answer is yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, in heaven. On our in emotion in heaven. Yeah, but what about what about the the, the emotion that no that when they saw Jesus resurrected? Oh my gosh! I mean, it's people were shocked. People were amazed. So people afraid. were running away. Yeah, yeah, fearful as well. You would be. Yeah, exactly. All right. Before we take a break, yeah. I want to go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I need oh. to bring up a snack. Oh, this... Yeah, I need to bring this up. Uh, because uh, Christy, our former producer, uh, she and I were, were linked on the kind of snacks that we enjoyed, which are healthy snacks. Uh, we're not having, you know, Fritos. no. Uh, and so uh, I landed about, I don't know, a year ago on the New Zealand sweet apple rings from Trader Joe's. <laughs> and because I'm a good friend of John's, I offered some to him. Yep. And you said. The, no, absolutely not. They taste like chewy glue. So. I decided today to offer to our new producer, Lexi, the New Zealand sweet apple rings, while already saying that they might have been in my drawer for a while. Not <laughs> yes. open, but they might have been in my drawer for a while. Um, and so I want your review at this time. Be honest. So. Be honest. It's hard because I'm a texture eater. Texture uh, and the, eater. And, and so the taste is really nice. I actually love the taste of them. Mm-hmm. The texture, however, Disgusting. is abysmal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate the texture of it. Mm-hmm. Chewy if, glue. Yeah. The texture is chewy glue, and you are correct in that. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the taste. Mm-hmm. So if you were to offer them to me again, I'd be like, yeah, sure. But no. like, I would eat them very slowly, as I did in here, because you offered me a bunch of them. I did. Well, it's not a, it's not a quick chew, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you're working but hard. But here's the thing. My gums are tired. The reason... <laughs> here's here, First of all, you didn't have any, because you mocked them. <laughs> Second of all, I would... I really wanted some of those little Valentine hearts, but I couldn't find any around here because I think you finished them all, John. And so I Sorry. went into my drawer and I got those out and I thought, that's why I keep healthy snacks because otherwise I'd be eating crappy yeah. sugar, but instead I'm eating right. New Zealand apple. Here's the deal. Uh, you know the snacks are old when our former producer has eaten from the same bag. No, it's not the same bag. Uh, it was it, closed. Really? It was closed. No, it was closed. It just had been in there for a while, mm. you guys. Christy, Alexi, the baton of what are they? They come from New Zealand? New Zealand apple rings. You're importing bad food. <laughs> Seriously, you know you are. All right, take a quick break, come back. We got much more. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. Oh, Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, one who is to be respected, one is to be revered, one is to be praised, one is to be worshipped, one before whom we are to stand and sit and kneel humbly before him. That's who he is. Hear the series, A Great and Awesome God, 
This week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. When I was in college, I started attending a church on my university's campus, and it was my first time kind of being in the church as an adult, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'd grown up in a different church, and so I was always a kid in that church. But this church, you know, I was 21 years old by the time I started, by the time I joined, I think. An active member. An active member, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, yeah. this is like an adult thing to do. So it was time for a congregational meeting, and so, of course, I showed up because I was like, well, this is what adults do who are like church members. Yeah. Um, And what I saw was something that would perpetuate for probably the next almost 10 years of my time at the church, which was um, a gang of three church members who had decided on every issue that they were right, that most likely, regardless of who it was, the pastor was wrong. And they were going to stir up as many things as they possibly could. Wait, so these three people held the church hostage? Pretty much. Yikes. Pretty much. Now, when I say hold the church hostage, this is what I mean, is that a, a congregational meeting would start at, let's say, 1215, 
in the afternoon, and it would end at four. Oh my gosh! Uh, wh- now, not everyone would end at four, but there were some that ended at four. Why don't people just walk out? I'm done. So that's what's interesting is you know that was a long time ago, and none, no one walked out. Now, there's no way that could happen today no because way. people don't have that much time gonna suffer through and they that. don't have that much patience and they'd be like, see you later, um, which might have been the right thing for us to do that. I think so. Anyway, but that was just a, like a harsh introduction mm-hmm. to the fact that not all and from my perspective, I don't feel like they had the church, the good of the church and the good not. of all of us in their mind in their from their perspective. They were the guardians I of the think, church. Right. Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor is back with us after a long absence, I might say. She's a research professor of English and Christianity and culture at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, the author of multiple books, her latest on reading well, finding the good life through great literature. Karen wrote a piece called Not All Who Harm the Church Are Wolves, Some Are Renegade Sheep. Karen, friend, how are you? It's, it has been a long time, hasn't it? It's good to be back, yeah, even though talking about like a not very pleasant topic. But that that's, what we, that's what I usually talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did you hear the story I told? I did. Hmm. And I, I was having flashbacks of my own own life. So. Oh, really? <laughs> OK, like, so tell is... us about that. Well, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking of this when I wrote the article that we're going to talk about. But your story reminded me when my husband and I were. Um, first married and in in this ignorant bliss in our little church that we loved. Um, and the, there was going to be a vote to make the assistant pastor the pastor. And we loved this pastor. He's the one who married us. And we did not know there were any problems. But when the evening the vote was to come up, um, a bunch of people showed up that we had never seen before. Mm. And they were people who were on the membership rolls but hadn't attended in years mm. and were coming to vote against the pastor. And, of course, this is, you know, this now we know this happens a lot. We had no idea. We were just so devastated. We didn't know there was a problem. We didn't know people would do such a thing. And so, yeah, the honeymoon, not our honeymoon, uh, but our honeymoon with the church was over. Wow. Well, wow. so was that your first like uh, indication of the fact that there are problems not with the shepherd necessarily, but also with the sheep? Yes, that's a, that's exactly it. Um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a common thing. Oh, the church is for sinners, and of course, we get that we are all sinners. That's, um, but yet, the, just the idea of well, the the point that you made in your story that the, it just seems that there are some people who are there in the church not for the church but for their own agendas or their own egos or their own whatever. Um, it's just a, a very strange place to go, um, I think, for for that. But some people do. Yes. So, Karen, in your piece that you wrote for Religion News Service, not all who harm the church are wolves. Some are renegade sheep. You, you talk about a passage from Ezekiel. Tell us about that passage. Yeah, well, it, you know, it's, it's funny because that passage came up in the context I was talking with a friend who is a survivor of family abuse um, and church abuse, church a church that, you know, that they turned to and, and did not deal with the, um, with the family abuse correctly. And she um, shared this passage with me for a completely different reason and for a completely different part of the passage. But what jumped out at me that I don't recall ever seeing before, you know, the Bible is funny that way. You yeah. can read it a dozen times and see something you've never seen before was the part in Ezekiel 34, 17, 
where Ezekiel prophesies that the Lord will judge um, between sheep and sheep. And we always hear about the judgment between the wheat and the tares, the sheep and the goats, and we hear a lot about wolves. Um, but it just struck me that there are going to be the Lord will judge between sheep and sheep. Mm-hmm. And the metaphor is so powerful and so actually evocative and really kind of confusing, too, um, because it seems to be saying that there are people who are the Lord's and they are they will be with us in eternity, but they are going to be judged for being what Ezekiel calls fat sheep or bully sheep. Interesting. So that kind of, I don't know, that changes things. Uh, here's, the, here's the scripture mm-hmm. passage we're talking about. This is the 34th chapter of Ezekiel. It says, you eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take, oh, no, this is about the shepherds. You have not right. strengthened shepherds, right. right. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So before we leave that passage, we can't we can't even have this conversation without acknowledging the, you know, untold numbers of people who've been harmed by the church, who've been harmed by bad right. leaders, who have suffered under bad pastors, um, who have been abused in negative situations. Right. And I think that, you know, rightly, that problem is getting a lot of airtime, a lot of exposure today with, you know, with the the abuses that are coming out and the cover-ups that are coming out. A lot of attention is being paid to the leaders who have shepherded poorly in in the way that Ezekiel describes. And so that is what we are fortunately, I think, talking about that a lot. Maybe not enough, but we are talking about it. Right. But the piece that you wrote for Religion News Service, you talk about renegade sheep. Right. The, mm-hmm. the bullying sheep are not wolves, you say, but the harm that they cause can be just as lethal for both the individual sheep and the flock. Yes. And I think, you know, and, and I was thinking this when I wrote it, but I got so much feedback from so many people that confirms it, that when something when when people are subject to a, a bad shepherd or a wolf and, 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 and there is fallout from that. That's bad enough, but some of the worst pain and the most confusing harm comes when fellow sheep, people you thought you were your friends or your peers, you know, don't rally around you or take the side of the wolf or the, the false shepherd. And that's what can be very, very confusing for people because they thought they were brothers and sisters in Christ. They thought that, you know, that they would share in their pain and carry the burden. And when that doesn't happen, it's not just hurtful, it's actually confusing. And I feel like this, this passage from Ezekiel helps us to understand that this, this is a reality. It's not just our imaginations. Starting with verse 17 in the 34th chapter, it says, As for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will judge between one sheep and another, and between rams and goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of your pasture with your feet? Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Must my Mm -hmm. flock feed on what you have trampled and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you've driven them away. I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them, tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. 
I, the Lord, have spoken. That is really interesting, Karen. You know, I've read Ezekiel before. I, I got to be honest, I didn't, I've never noticed that. Well, I, well, I hadn't either. And even the friend who sent me this passage, like I said, she was sent, pointing to something else I don't even remember. And that, that just jumped out at me and it helped her make sense of her situation. And it helps me make sense of, of things I've experienced in the church. And there are so many that I see out on social media who are, who are leaving the church, not, not because, just because of wolves or bad shepherds, but because the waters have been so muddied um, and soiled. Um, and that's very, very hard. And that's a reality we have to deal with. Yeah. And of course, this is nothing new. And, and you know, even better that a good church would be involved in church discipline, that, the you know, the renegade sheep would be singled out, sort of put in a different pen, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, given some correction, some love and some right. wisdom that's necessary. That's a very difficult process, as we all know. Right. And one of the things that I that I point out in the article is what makes it confusing. Uh, I mean, it's it's just easier as, as human beings to put people in in categories that are black and white, right or wrong. You know, start categories like wolf, sheep, goat, sheep. But when we're talking about our own you know, peers, our brothers and sisters, and and we're one of them and we also could be someone who bullies or muddies the water. I mean, we're we're kind of in the same category yep. and we hurt other people too. So that's what makes it confusing um, and, and unclear, but we have to face, you know, sort of that gray area and um, and know that it exists before we can deal with it. When I think of the, the um, Christian formation that goes on in a lot of churches, I think of, you know, there are marriage seminars and there are how to raise kids seminars. Yep. And, you know, there, there might be, you know, introduction to theology in this denomination or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But there is really, I, I never got any real spiritual formation on how to deal with people who are bullies, how to deal with people who are difficult, how to do with people who speak in a way online that is mm-hmm. not life-giving. Well, I mean, it's so difficult th- because you, until it happens, you don't want to stir the pot. You know, here's the thing, though. I think we're, miss- <laughs> I think we're missing out on, a, on an opportunity to allow the conversation to happen so that people don't step out. Mm-hmm. Or at least we feel we, we've had some teaching on how to deal with that when it happens. Yeah, but imagine it's being taught and the people in the congregation go, oh, yeah, you mean that guy or well, that happened to me. And all of a sudden, everyone's got a bone to pick. Well, that's the worst possible take on how that conversation could go. (laughs) Karen, what do you think? (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously a conversation like that has to be done with care. I think any sermon that a pastor could preach or any teaching about anything, someone could say, oh, he's talking about Susie or he's talking about Joe. You know, but this is really, I I think what what we're talking about is is basic character. And the New Testament has a lot to say about biblical character godly christ-like character and we just live in a culture that doesn't really emphasize character enough i'll just i'll put it very mildly yeah look at the state of the union last night i mean (laughs) liar (laughs) what the heck's going on there hey Carol, i love the article of course like you said i'm sure it engendered a a lot of conversation because it's such a necessary conversation uh before you leave us you know you're so prolific we love your writing uh you got something new coming out don't you I do. In August, my next book, The Evangelical Imagination, How Stories, Images, and Metaphors Created a Culture in Crisis, will be out. I've been working on it for two years. Wow. I'm 
editing the final proofs now. Wow. I'm very, very excited about it. And I know you guys will have me on to talk I about it. And you'll be, getting, you'll be getting one of those copies. You're so. fabulous. Yes. Wow, that's really exciting, Karen. Were yeah. you so happy? Was it like, you know, I'm, I'm so glad this is off my chest or off my desk when you finally handed it in? What a deep dive. Well, you know, it. When you hand it in, you know you're going to get it back a few times. Times is good because you're never ready to hand it in. So yeah. at this point, doing the final proof, I, I feel that feeling. Like, I'm ready. It's, it's as good as it's going to be. I'm happy with it. And I can't wait to share it with the mm-hmm. world. And I can't wait to share it with you guys. I mean, I, just the, the idea of you on that scholarly journal uh, journey, Karen. I mean, I love that. You know, from inception to, you know, final galleys and all that. The things that you learned, that you've digested, and then were able to sort of present. What an, an incredible thing to do. It really is an amazing thing. Well, I'm very thankful. And when I write books, it's because I want to learn about something. So I'm just writing my process of learning and inviting my readers to learn with me. So hopefully they will enjoy it. Well, Well, that that, that comes out in how you write. It really is. We appreciate that. Good to talk to you, Karen. Good to talk to you guys, too. Yeah, very close. Karen Swallow Pryor, uh, we love her. Look her online. She's a, a very constant presence. Facebook, Twitter, Karen Swallow Pryor. She's a writer of incredible talent. Check her out. Take a quick break. Does this make sense? It's next. The notion of vocational calling assumes that there is a caller. And of course, at Grove City College, they know that the caller is the living God. At Grove City, they're committed to helping us pursue God's vision for your life and believe that you will be charged as you find the sense and purpose in the working world. That is at the core of what Grove City does. The caller is there. The faculty, the staff, the students are all involved in that calling. Mm -hmm. So when a student sees that website and reads that, I'm hoping that there's a a change, that there's a difference, thinking that there's some some force outside my house, my family, my school, who cares about my future, who's invested in my future. And so even if someone um, doesn't believe in God, is that a comfort to know that, with all the options there are in the world, with all the places that I could go to school, with all the things that I could study, with all, is there somebody who can direct me? And the faculty at Grove City College believe that God is that director. And um, I've seen through my family, faculty members who have helped my kids understand that, um, that they're listening to God, the faculty is, my kids are listening to God, and they're working together to pursue um, a big and bold future. The calling is yours. Grove City College, gcc.edu. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner 
at wordfm.com. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Wind advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through early Friday morning. For tonight, considerable cloudiness, a bit of rain late, low 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, winds gusting past 40 miles per hour. We'll see periods of rain in the morning, followed by a shower in spots of the afternoon. Winds will be locally damaging. Expect a high of 63. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, winds gradually subsiding, low 39. Mostly cloudy Friday, high 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? A cordless vacuum. Where was I the other day? I was at a restaurant, I think. And somebody was using a cordless vacuum. Not a handbag. No. He was using, you know, a sweeper. Um, And I was thinking, oh, in the old days, he would have to drag his wire around. Mm -hmm. But... He was like lickety split. Yeah, it looked pretty good. It looked pretty powerful as well. So it made perfect sense to me. Yeah, they make sense. Oh, listen to me. I just got one. Did you? What the heck? You? I don't know how to even talk about it really? and to tell you how much sense it makes. Really? I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't uh, know. It's such ch- a pain, isn't it? I'm new. It's changed everything for me. Dragging that cord around. It's lightweight. Is it? It charges in the cabinet because there's a plug in there and powerful enough powerful enough it also has a the it's basically a hand vac oh, sure with an extension mm-hmm. on it so you can just separate the two and use your little hand vac to nice. vacuum the steps all right i would I, say it makes sense in every way shape or form as a new user i'll tell you right now really the cordless vacuum makes sense i'm holding out for the robot vacuum mm, are you i am mm, let me know when you have enough money for that again <laughs> The cordless vacuum, making sense. Mm-hmm. All right, I wonder if this is a guy thing or not, but I'm going to say it anyways because does this make sense? I mean, you are a guy, so. The pinball machine. Oh, oh, what? The pinball machine. Some of my earliest memories. Is that right? Go back to Sally's newsstand. <laughs> was Sally there? Val- oh, yeah. Sally was running numbers. But she had three pinball machines, and all the boys in the neighborhood were happy to put a dime, quarter, in those pinball machines. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, to me. see, I knew it. It just doesn't. I mean, I want, I want to be. I want to. Have you played? No. Yeah, I think I have. I was probably bad at it. I just what what why why I don't understand why you would do that. Well, look at a video game. I don't understand that either. Oh, well, that's a hundred percent. I mean, video games, I get that, but it's not of me. Yeah. But a pinball machine, anytime I see a pinball machine, I'm ready to go. I love it so much. And other than, you know, because video games are not tactile. A pinball machine, you can nudge, push, shake, bump it. You make it work. It's an extension of your body. it's analog. I love it so much. And there are plenty of arcades. This is cool. You know, there's a new arcade fever. Yeah, there is new arcade fever. pinball machines everywhere. Yeah. 
Do you so, say do you saying I should reconsider? I think you go spend a couple bucks and go play some pinball. You and your husband. Yes to cordless vacuums. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I'm good with that as well. It makes sense. Pinball machines, yes. 101.5 Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New music. New music from Jason Crabb. Good morning, Mercy. Good morning, Mercy. Authority in the name of Jesus. Stars go dim. And Cornerstone from Toby Mac. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Helgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine date night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. The Coalition for Christian Outreach, their annual Jubilee Conference, coming up February 17th, 18th, 19th, David L. Lawrence Convention Center, mostly, I would say, for uh, college-age uh, students, but, but it's a wide variety. I haven't missed in, I don't know how many decades. Yeah. I'm going to have to miss this year. Oh, are you? You're yeah. not going to be around. Yeah, you're I'm going to be away. I'm gonna be well, I go, and yeah. I love to go, and of course... Byron Borger from Hearts and Minds is there. Sunday worship is off the charts. Mm-hmm. But always there's great speakers, wonderful theology. It's a, a great music. Yep. I mean, really. I mean, 
the Christian community in Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania, and people come from all over the place to be part of this Jubilee, uh, jubileeconference.com. And, and of course, all the different people that show up, we're excited right now to welcome uh, Melody Sullivan. She's um, joining us from Dwell Differently. This is fascinating. Melody's the uh, social media podcast coordinator for Dwell Differently. And uh, Melody, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, John. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. We're happy, excited. We're excited that you're with us. Kath is looking at your website, and she's going, this is so cool. I love this. I love this. So first of all, yeah, first of all, thanks for being a sponsor for Jubilee, which is a conference that we love a lot. But second of all, I'm super excited about Dwell Differently and what you guys are doing. So tell our listeners. Yeah, thank you. We are very excited to be coming out to Jubilee here in about a week. Um, And at Dwell Differently, we help people to memorize and meditate on Scripture. And we do that through a subscription. Our members memorize one verse with us every single month, and we provide a toolkit for them to do that. And if you have seen the website, you've probably seen some of our designs. They are beautiful. Um, and we take the first letter of every word in the verse, and we incorporate that in the scripture design. And then those kits that we send out have a print with the design and the verse on the back. They have key tags to put on your keychains, and they have temporary tattoos. And so then we memorize that verse as, you know, all of Dwell Differently for the whole month. And then we also have weekly podcasts and blogs to dig into the verse, talk about its context, to learn more about it. And those designs really help jog your memory. So, you know, just looking at the design, those letters bring back the memory, the scripture memory to you really quickly. Excellent. Wait, it's a different design every month? That's correct. A different design and a different verse every single month. Nice. So where are you this month? What's the verse this month, Melody? Yeah, that's a good question. This month we are doing Jeremiah 31.3b. And it's, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And so with that verse, you're saying that dwell, you have a whole community around you. You're thinking about this verse, podcasting about the verse, praying about the verse, the whole community together back and forth about what this verse means to them in their lives. Yes, exactly. And it is just one verse a month, but those build and build and build. And after you've been memorizing with us for a couple of years, you have all of these verses and all of these things you've learned just building up. And it is really awesome to do it in a community. And the tattoos and things are a great conversation starter. So, you know, you're wearing your temporary tattoo and someone says to you, what does your tattoo say? And they can't read it because it's just the letters of you know, the first letters in each word, it doesn't make a word itself. And so you being able to recall it and tell them about it is a great way also to share your faith with people. That's cool. I really love it. So, oh, you can, yeah, so you it's a monthly thing. And so individuals mm-hmm. can buy um, an individual membership. It's nine ninety five a month. Um, you can right. also do it with friends and family or a group or whatever. And it's not just temporary tattoos. You get a key tag with the verse. Um, there's a print. Um, there's a devotional that's included, I understand, Melody? Yep, and those are free. Those are on our blog every single week. And um, we also do this for churches, youth groups. We have sports teams doing it with us. Um, And there are also digital downloads. So we put that design um, in, like, phone phone backgrounds and computer backgrounds. And so you can have that verse in front of you all month long, wherever you are. 
I like it. I mean, anybody can, I mean, seriously, one verse a month, that's pretty low-hanging fruit, yeah. right? I mean, you know, Kathy <laughs> right. and I, we were talking about before you came on, we know people, you know, I mean, on the air, they're reciting, you know, the book of John. Uh, what what did we yeah. see? What, what was the show that we saw, Kath? I don't know. Oh. The guy, he, was it Romans? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, a, a, a wow. guy memorized the entire chapter and then acted no, it no, out. I don't mean the entire chapter I mean the entire book the entire book and then oh, acted it out in a piece yes. of theater yes and it was a one-man show he wow. was act he was acting as Paul and he was delivering the message to the Romans and it freaking blew my it mind it was so cool I mean you know yeah. and, and of course you, you know people are intimidated by memorization of scripture it's a yeah. it seems like dwells a great place to start it is a wonderful place to start and really for all ages you know like my kids do it with me but adults are doing it and saying to us, like, I've never been able to memorize. It's always felt like too hard or inaccessible to me. And we want to overcome that. We want people to have these tools in their hands and to know that they can do it. And once you start memorizing scripture, you're going to realize why it's so important, because those words are coming back to you when you need them. And it's just life changing. Even one verse. Well. Wow. I love it. You can find out more information online at dwelldifferently.com. That's dwelldifferently.com. Before you leave us, Melody, talk about what you're going to be doing at Jubilee. Yeah, we will be in the exhibit hall, so we will have a booth. You won't miss us. We have a giant yellow banner, and we have actually also provided a custom verse design and stickers and tattoos for the Jubilee theme verse, which is going to be Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. So I can't wait for you guys to see what we've created for them. Fabulous. Oh, that's awesome. Excellent. I love what you're doing. It's a great Super idea. Thank yeah. You. Uh, new life and flourish and hope that many people are engaged in this uh, scripture memory with uh, Dwell. Good job, Melody. Thanks so much. Me too. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Listen, Jubilee, you're a college-age student. Even beyond that, Head on down to the David L. Lawrence Convention Center next weekend, February 17, 18, 19, CCO. I mean, what an experience. JubileeConference.com. Word FM listeners, in this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how one stone, the cash-out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home has skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind. And the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So 
Yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over limit charges and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-990-6976. Can you repeat that? 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Friday, Friday evening, about this time, as a matter of fact, we'll all be uh, boarding the Gateway Clipper, uh, our Valentine dinner cruise. I think uh, as of showtime, there were 14 seats left. Yeah, so we are really getting tight. So if you want to join us, the time is now. Yeah, come on. Uh, the weather looks to be like a pretty nice night. Imagine it's like tonight. Are you kidding? It's going to be 64 degrees tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be Friday, but it's got to be something around that. Pretty decent, right? I mean, it's not, not snowing. Plus, the, the sun's been out later and later, of course, each day. Uh, so this Friday, the Word FM Valentine Dinner Cruise, a special night out for sweethearts, couples, or just buddies. Come on out and hang out with us. And uh, Kath and I will be there with you, along with the, the crew here from Word FM. I think it's a good time. Well, we, we did this maybe in the summertime. Was that July or August? I, think I don't remember. Wanna... It was summer, though. It's a great night out, and we're going to you know we had replicate a really this. Fun time. And just come and hang out with us. You know, we're going to, you know, have some laughs and give away some prizes. Mark Helgerman's going to be there from Trinity Jewelers. Yep. You know, Mark shows up. He's always got this fabulous jewelry. So come on out. WordFM.com. As we said, uh, tickets are uh, dwindling down to, I think, 14 left. So if uh, you're thinking about treating a sweetie for Valentine's Day, this is a good way to get off um, uh, to a great start. This Friday evening, we set sail. Uh, or we really not sails. But we set off at 6 p.m. I think they still call it setting sail. Do they? I think they do. Have you been on a sailboat? Oh, yeah. Have you? A ton of sailboats. Oh, ton. You haven't been on a ton of sailboats? I can't say I well, have. Well, I grew up on a lake, so yeah. yeah, I was on a ton of sailboats. It's like hanging out with the Kennedys. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually not. <laughs> uh, Friday, the high is 43. Not bad. Okay, the, not bad. The low is 28. So that's the lowest it's going to go. It's going to get a little chilly there at the end. Yeah. Um, but it's nothing like what I was anticipating a couple weeks ago. Oh, nothing. we were thinking it's going to be like six. Oh, my gosh. Right? I was thinking, I was worried I about do? like slipping on the ice and falling Ooh. overboard. Right. I Seriously. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Right, so know. we really look forward. 14 seats left. So if you want them, get them now. Okay. Um, when it comes to fragrance, John, you and I've talked about this a lot because we work together in a studio, mm-hmm. which is. All pretty Super much airtight. Tight. It's a black box. Right. So if uh, you were big into cologne. No, that'd be horrible. If I was like a huge perfume user, yeah. I think we'd probably nah, struggle yeah. a little bit with we that. We would struggle, yeah. Uh, do you, I wonder about this because my kids went through this phase. Did you get? Oh, like the super big perfume <laughs> cologne phase. 
which I love. I mean, I love, one day, like, you know, you're 14 years old or you're 13. What the heck? And you try not to, like, I'm not going to crush him or anything. But, man, working overtime on the cologne. Yeah. Right? It's hard to, it's hard to like, come up with the best yeah. um, application yeah. of it and amount uh, and devotion I to it. One time, my kid, he showed up. I mean, the bottle of cologne, it looked like a half gallon of milk. <laughs> and it was black and diamond encrusted around it. It was like, whoa. That's very serious. Probably cost him 10 bucks. Right. That, and that's the first sign that there's something wrong. Yeah. All right, so now there's this new weird thing, of course, because it's the age we live in, where they're making sort of alternative colognes, something that, you know, would unintentionally, would intentionally smell poor or unusual, I guess. Wait, I wait, so, wait, so, wait, it's it's a perfume or cologne that intentionally smells bad? Well, I would say it has a different scent. Okay, this is from uh, today's Wall Street Journal. They spot They spotlight several colognes. Uh, something called Harvest Mouse. Mm-hmm. Who's it for? Anyone uh, with a, a Berkshire's abode who's seen Ratatouille? Um, Wait, so I'm going to, that's, it, it's a mouse smell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although they're saying, let me see here. Harvest Mouse conjures rodent-friendly wheat fields via beer and hay extract. Uh, the warmth of the sun. The result smells like rum raisin ice cream. Mm-hmm. That sounds disgusting. It's called Harvest Muscle. Listen, 175 bucks <gasps> for 60 milliliters. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a here's a perfume. It's called Dead Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, who it's for? Paleontologist fans of that gas station smell. <laughs> Gasoline. I don't even understand what that means. Gasoline is the star of New York brand's Sniff's latest scent. To replicate the odor of pulling up to the pump, perfumer Uger Sharon blended hints of grass, violet, Peru balsam, birch, and ginger. The scent is akin to a mechanic's garage if it were blanketed in florals. <laughs> 65 bucks for 30 milligrams. That sounds like a horrible mixture. Mm-hmm. Something called Anarchist A. Who is it for? Rebels who want to stick it to the man, specifically Santa Claus. Romanian brand latest scent claims to evoke credit cards, dirty dollars, and an old confessional room. <laughs> what? Uh, features musk, saffron, nutmeg, and black and pink pepper oils. This amalgam of shock and familiarity was a holiday bestseller in Romania, $130 for 30 milligrams. Mm-hmm. $130 mm-hmm. for 30 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Here's the next one, La Petite Skunk. That's what it's called, La Petite Skunk. Here's the bottle so you can see, La Petite Skunk. Uh, f- who's it for? Freaky Romantics and Antique Aficionados. La Petite Skunk is not for the faint of heart. The blend boasts a purported um, aphrodisiacs, including jasmine and cardamom oils. Um, also, it gives a, a whiff of carrot seed oil, a wet earth scent that oh, nods gross. to the nocturnal culture. The most intriguing ingredient is a fossilized amber oil extract from the resin of a 35-million-year-old tree in the Himalayan mountains. The note is warm, like a campfire, and conjures vintage leather-bound books. 
$244 for 50 what, milligrams. What does that have to do with the skunk? Um, Why is it called that? Because uh, it's fossilized uh, amber. I don't know. What? This, this is for people who have too I was gonna much, say, what too much is money. wrong with people? Mm-hmm. Uh, something called vacation. Who's it for? Uh, workaholics who refuse to take their uh, paid time off but should really take a day off. Okay. Well, no, wait a minute. No. Do you, but do you like scents, like good ones? Oh, yeah. Okay, me too. I think it's important. Yeah. Well, you don't think it? What you're you're stunned into silence? No, I mean, um, I'm very, very selective when you wear a scent. Yeah. Some people wear it every day. Yeah. I wear it occasionally. Mm-hmm. I never wear it here, of course, because right. the aforementioned tight room and the two of us together. Right. So there's a little bit of you know, right? Protocol and what about manners. scents around your home? Um, candles. Okay. I like a, I like a candle scent. Do you? I've been using <laughs> uh, a chip. It's funny, my kid uh, gave this to me for a Chipotle candle that smells like butter. It's very nice. Is that weird? No, it's very good, actually. I don't know if I want to walk in your house. Well, no, it's a real soft scent. Would I like it if I came I think it? so. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.